0: The Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me. He washed it white as snow Lord now indeed I find Thy power and thine alone Can change the leper spots And melt the heart of stone Jesus, Staying, he washed it white as snow. And when before the throne I stand in him, complete, Jesus died my soul to save my living shall still repeat, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe, sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. one who paid my debt and raised this life up from the dead. Oh, praise the one who paid my debt and raised this life up. jesus paid it all all to him i owe sin had left a crimson stain he washed it white as snow
1: well we just come to you today and we thank
2: you so much we thank you for the opportunity to come to worship you to lift you up and praise songs and and to just honor you today. God, we pray that you would uh, help us today to worship you. We pray for Brother Darrell as he comes to deliver your word. Lord, we just open our hearts and our minds to hear what you have for us today. God, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to be here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Seems like all I could see was the struggle Haunted by ghosts that lived in my past Bound up in shackles Stop fighting a fight that's already You set me free. So I'll shake off these heavy chains.
0: my salvation well- Jesus built. Now the curse of sin has no hold on me. Whom the sun sets free, who oh, is free in me. Now my debt is paid. It is paid in full by the precious blood that my Jesus. Built the curse of have has no hold on me whom the sun sets free,
2: Welcome you to to the Lord's house. Uh, This morning's a little different. We have Matt and James and I here, and and we are taping this because uh, because of the ice, our facilities is iced in. So uh, we're going to live stream this morning and and not have the not have the in person. Uh, If you've have been with us past few months, we're work working our way through the book of book of Hebrews and this morning we're in Hebrews chapter 9 27 through 28 and uh, I changed this from what I was going to do I didn't know that we were going to tape this and didn't know we were not going to, going to be in person and so I'm going to go back and catch a couple verses that we actually did or looked at read last week but I want to concentrate almost entirely on verse 28. I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and read 27 with it, but uh, I we read 28 last week, mentioned it just a little bit, but I want to concentrate almost almost entirely on it. So we anyway we're at Hebrews chapter 9, 27 through 28, and here we go as we read the scripture. Uh, if you remember, if you watched or if you were here, we really cued. Keyed in on 27 last week and it is appointed uh, for men to die once, but after this the judgment. So 28 is what we'll look at more closely this morning. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of, sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. And... Uh, Verses 27, 20, 28 talk about. We'll look at the next screen. I think it'll be on your, on your screen. A little a little script at the, up at the bottom. The, these two verses are the are the two ways. Everyone will leave this earth, and and enter, and enter eternity. Uh, we'll either die, or Jesus is going to come come back. Those are the. Those are the two ways. What I want to do is take verse 28, and I'll look at, I'm, I'm going to look at two things in it spe- specifically uh, more closely, but I want to look at the second thing first, okay? And uh, I don't know how closely you, you, you read that verse, but the last of the verse, the last part of the verse, says that he, that Jesus, will appear a second time, apart from sin for salvation. And so on your screen, this next screen will say, uh, when Jesus comes a second time, there will be no more dealing with sin. It will all be about enjoying salvation for those who are in Christ. When Jesus comes a second time, there will be no more dealing with sin. It will all be about enjoying salvation for those who are in Christ. Uh, I don't know how much you've thought about that. Uh, I had not really thought about that issue a whole lot until I read this verse and and looked at this verse more deeply. But when Jesus comes back, it's apart from sin, but it's for salvation. He's not going to deal with sin anymore. When Jesus comes back again, the issue of sin is already done. And all we have to look forward to from that point on, for those who are in Christ is to enjoy the salvation that He bought for us, paid for us. Uh, no more, this is what I want to deal with right right now, the no more having to deal with sin. I, I haven't thought about that a whole lot, but the more I think about it, the more I, I can understand or see, how incredibly different that is from the life that that we have now when jesus comes back we don't have to deal with sin anymore all we get to do is enjoy his salvation and i that makes me think and ponder on how much sin uh, invades and pervades every area of our life it affects us in every way not only, and i I, not only that, not only our personal sin, uh, so it's, it's, that thought's got a whole lot more to do than just the fact that I don't have to deal with, deal with temptation anymore, that I don't have to uh, deal with the wrestling of my sin, so it's, It's my not having to deal with my personal sin, but it's a whole lot more than that because sin invades and and just pervades every area of my life, whether it's my own personal sin or not. All sickness is caused by sin. Uh, War and famine and conflict and really almost every bad thing that we see and have to deal with is caused by sin not just our personal sin beyond the fact that I don't have to deal with my personal temptations anymore but just, just I can't hardly think of any area of my life of our lives that sin does not invade when Jesus comes back we don't have to deal with that any, anymore all of that all of that's gone and I've got an analogy, and it may seem kind of odd, and it seemed odd to, to, to me, but uh, that's something we, we just, what, what I just said, something we don't think about a whole lot. And, uh, but when Jesus comes back, all of that's gone. But we're not thinking about it a whole lot right now. While we're having to, having to live in it, we're just, we really aren't thinking a whole lot about how much sin is invading our, our life. But the analogy I've got is: is I I've, I've, I do this. I'm always skinning my hands up, uh, uh, cut, scrape, and uh, perhaps you have uh, whatever you you've hurt your hand. You you know uh, sprained a s- sprained a thumb, and when you do that, uh, let's just say you sprain your thumb. You've gone so long without spraining your thumb that when you do that, you you've forgotten. How much you use that thumb uh, a couple, couple weeks ago i scraped the back of my hand not a not a big deal at all but i i keep my keys and my pocket knife in my pocket and it's amazing i never i, I never thought about uh, of course how many times i stick my hand in my pocket to get my keys or my pocket knife and I, a lot of you know this. I mean, you've done things and you think, "Wow, I just can't believe how much I, I use that." But uh, every time I stick my hand in my pocket for my keys, it scrapes that scrape, and I had to learn to you know hold my pocket out, and you know I, I, and especially for me, just a little cut on the, end of, on the end of your finger, it's not a big deal at all, but it's, ama- <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it, how much that hurts? And you don't realize how much you use that finger, use that thumb, until something like that happens. I I don't think we really realize how much sin is invading our life, uh, how much we have to deal with it. Uh, Almost every problem we have, almost every... Almost every issue in our life somewhere, somehow, is going to trace back to some sin in someone's life. Sometimes it is our our own, but sometimes it's just in sin in the lives of others and how much it affects us. I know no matter how I talk about it, no matter the analogy that I use, I don't think there's any way we're going to be able to grasp what that's going to be like when Jesus comes back. But, it, but the scripture does say when Jesus comes back, it's apart from sin. That's, that's gone. And I, I do think it's worth our time to spend the time just thinking about, you know what, there's coming a day when I'm not going to have to deal with sin. I'm not going to have to deal with my temptation. I'm not going to have to deal with the sin of, every, of everyone around me. I'm not going to have to deal with any of that. And it's just hard to imagine, but it's good to imagine. It's hard to imagine, but it's good to imagine. Uh, and just think about and con- contemplate what that day is going to be like. One way or the other, I'm going to leave this earth and go into into eternity. I'm going to either die or or Jesus is going to going to come back. Either way, at that point, all that issue of sin, all that care, all that strife, I do believe that's one reason why the Bible can, can, can honestly and securely and confidently say that in heaven there's no more tears, there's no more care, there's no more pain, there's no more, no more, no more suffering, there's no more death, and we know that death is a, is a result of sin. And so that is the reason why all of that is in heaven is because of the absence of sin but verse twenty seven says that there's appointed a man that for uh that we will die verse tw- twenty eight says or <laughs> or Jesus is going to come back, and when he does it's apart from sin for salvation and uh, and what a glorious day that will be i i say again i know that you really can't grasp all that i I don't i don't think any of us can but i do think it's worth our time to spend a little bit of time every day thinking about you know what jesus is going to come back and and all of this that i'm so concerned about all this that i'm so wrapped up in all the pain it's just it's going to be gone what we're going through here, uh, where it's the cut on the faint finger, and I know that's a, that's that's a very small thing, but whatever the issue is, um, one day it will be gone. Okay, uh, let's do this. I'm going to read out of First Thessalonians chapter four, and you can follow along with me on the screen or in your in your own Bible if you'd like to. First Thessalonians four, thirteen through eighteen. And then we'll get back to verse 28 again. But 1 Thessalonians 4 is one of the better uh, pieces of scripture uh, concerning, talking about, describing a little bit what it's going to be like when Jesus comes back. You hear this a lot at gravesides. And uh, so let's read this. Uh, you, can, you can follow along with me. for 13 through 18. Paul writing to the Thessalonian church, "...but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have have fallen asleep, those who have died, uh, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means proceed or go ahead of those who are asleep or those who have died. For the Lord himself, here here it is, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. I'm going to catch, just repeat one more time, verse 16. The Lord's going to descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of an archangel. That, uh, the translation of that shout technically means a command. That the Lord's going to descend with a shout of command. He's going to say something, it's not just a, a, a scream shout. It's a command shout. He's going to shout a command. But we don't know what the command is. I think it's fun just to use your, your imagination of what's the Lord going to say. What's going to be the command? Uh, maybe he's just going to say, stop. Uh, I was thinking about the time when Jesus was on the cross and some of the last words that he said, it is finished. And uh, there's no way for us to know what that shout of command will be. But this is what it's going to be like. If you don't die first and Jesus comes back before you die, you're going to hear him say some, something when he comes. There's going to be a shout of command and uh, it's, it's just fun. It's in- interesting to think of what that could be. I'm going to go back to verse 28 and I'm uh, going to finish up with the first part of the verse. And I think this is going to be on your, on your screen, too. Uh, so let's read that again, and I want you to catch this. We talked about the second part, the last part, about the sin and that there will be no more sin doesn't have to deal with sin. Now all we get to do is deal with the with this, with the salvation. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins sins of many. Here's what I want you to see: to those who eagerly wait for Him, to those who eagerly wait for Him. Now I'm gonna. This would be the last screen on your screen. We're not waiting for the appointment. And I get the word appointment from verse 27, is appointed unto man once to die. I, I know that it's easy to do that. It's easy to cue in on the time. I wonder about the time. I wonder what that day will be like. I wonder what that time will be. I wonder what that day will be like. But in verse verse 28, it says, to those who eagerly wait for Him, not the time, but Him. Do you see the difference? It's easy, and I understand that because I can get caught up in that too, whether it's my death or my uh, anxiousness to see the appearing of Jesus Christ the second time, what will that day be like? Uh, when will he come, it, you know, that's what we can often, often get caught up, when will it be, when will he come, uh, what will the days be like, and, and scripture even uh, talks about that, the days will be like this. So, so it's, it's not wrong, it's not wrong to be looking for the time, but in this scripture it says that we are to eagerly wait f- for him. It's not wrong to look at the time. It's not wrong to wonder about the time. It's not wrong to be waiting for the time. But the time isn't what this scripture says to wait for. Is to wait for him. That's the most important thing. I'm encouraging you not to get caught up in the timing and the appointment, the time but get caught up in him. And I'm encouraging you you to do this in every way, in every area of your life. What it is, it's not so much that I'm waiting for that time when I see Jesus. I'm waiting to see Jesus. Christianity is about Jesus. And that's it. Christianity is about Jesus. Jesus. And that's it. And every area of our life should focus in on him, not just things about him, um, not just the timing of him, but just him. So it's, it's being able to adjust our soul, our spirit, our mind a little bit to where we I understand we're curious about the time, and I don't know that we're ever going to get past that. But it's adjusting that a little bit where we really do, really do believe with all our heart. It's not so much that I'm focusing on the time is on I'm focusing on Jesus himself. So that means, of you know what? In a way, I don't really care when I die. Because when I die, I see Jesus. And so in a way, it's, you know, I'm curious about when Jesus would would return. But I really don't care so much about when he returns. It's just that he will return. And that when he does, I see him. Christianity is about Jesus. Uh, church should be about Jesus, every area of our life should be about him. When we die, when Jesus returns, Jesus is all, any of us, is all you will have left. You won't care. Uh, If if there's anything I can promise you, those of us who die in Christ, those of us who are prepared when Jesus comes back, you're not going to care about anything else you're not going to care about anything else. You're going to see Jesus face to face and all the other cares, all the other worries, all the other junk that we have to deal with, all the other cuts and the sprained thumbs, all of that stuff will be absolutely gone when we see him. So focus on him. And I just, apart from when we die and when Jesus comes back, I just want you to use that thought in in every area of your life, whatever's going on with you right now, I want you to put that in second place or third place and focus on Jesus. Whatever the care, whatever the worry, whatever the concern, whatever the sin, put that back. Put that in second, third, fourth place and... Make Jesus the focus of your life. What's happening is you're focusing too much on a temporary thing. And I'm asking you to focus on the eternal thing, on Jesus Christ himself. Much more than just death and, and the, re, the return of Christ. It's in every area of our life. Focus on him. I'm going to pray for you and God bless you. Dear Lord, I thank you for uh, for this Lord's day, and uh, thank you for this chance to to share God's word, and uh, I, and I pray for those who will who will watch this, and who will uh, read God's word and 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 hear what His what His word has to say. Father, help us, help those who watch, help myself, to uh, to remember, to think about, to contemplate about, to focus on Jesus Christ himself, not just when he'll come, not just when I die, not just all the other uh, cares and concerns of life, but Lord, help me right now, help us right now to focus on Jesus and him alone, and it's in the name of Jesus that we pray, amen. God bless you.